The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back to the 750. I am your ORG Ochoa. He is your 75 two time Super Bowl champion, college football Hall of Famer. Taking a sip out of that's got to be like, I don't know, like 30,000 ounces of coffee right there. I can't believe you could even lift that. Tony Casillas, TC, what up? I'm doing good. And, you know, I really, I, I don't know how much, I don't know how much coffee I have in here. It's, uh, I think it's a little deceiving. Because I think one time I drink, I'm drinking an extra large coffee, and I think it's equivalent to a big cup and a half of coffee. So I don't feel as bad as it looks, but uh, nevertheless, you got to have coffee in the morning, baby. I could not imagine life without caffeine. I'm just saying. Oh, dude, no. I, I mean, I've tried to, to you know. I drink, you know, I, I don't drink a lot of coffee, but some, you know, I have a couple of Diet Cokes or something like that. And I tried to quit one time. It was just, it was too much. I wore down way too easily. Um, and I came groveling back. I came sniveling back, um, to use Jerry Jones's word, uh, about your, uh, your head coach, you know, talking about the ring of honor. That was, you know, good times, good, good family vibes going on in Oxygen right now, Tony. You know, and I had to, uh, I had to ask Siri what that word actually meant after he you know, made that reference to him. But uh, you know, regardless, when you talk about when you talk about caffeine, though, I, I wish I could get my fix. Uh, I, I think energy drinks are great, and my wife drinks one a day, and it keeps it keeps the nap away. Uh, you know, for me, I just drink caffeine and the coffee in the morning. But you mentioned Diet Coke. I I just don't get that. Maybe it's psychological i don't know rj but i just don't get that that pre-workout that pre-feeling i get especially when i come in here on here and do the 750 with you man i need to have the energy i need to have it going and if uh if i don't get it then you it's noticeably i i, I sound uh rather domain yeah domain. I'm, I, not domain but mundane Is that there you go anyway um, uh, not a mundane day for the Cowboys on Monday at Knox Tony. Uh, we're recording Tuesday morning, uh, just so everybody knows, because lots of things are happening all the time. So it's about 9 a.m. Central time, which is why there's still coffee in our cups. Um, I'm on my second one. No big deal. But um, very, very, um, you know, I, I think we're starting to learn more about this Cowboys team. Um, we're, we're starting to answer some questions, but. Just, just because this is the way things go, new questions are, are developing. New questions are coming up or, and, and replacing old ones, so to speak. Um, so the kind of big headline right now surrounding the Cowboys 
is former Oklahoma State Cowboy. He went to the wrong school uh, in the state of Oklahoma. James Washington did. Uh, James was the team's first external free agent signing this offseason, Tony. The Cowboys, I don't know if you know this, they were the last team to sign a veteran free agent. Of all 32 teams in the NFL, they were literally last. Uh, and the player who broke the seal was James Washington. They have talked him up. You know, they, they have hyped him up. They, they have talked about he's going to be a big part of their, their plans, a big part of their offense, and he very well may still be. Um, last week, the, the first day of camp had had kind of a, a scary, treacherous moment went down. Um, nobody knew it was up, but ultimately was fine, thankfully. But on Monday, Tony, unfortunately, went down. Uh, seen Trayvon Diggs just kind of stepped on him in, in the right, wrong way. Um, and James Washington has a fractured foot. He is expected to miss six to 10 weeks. Um, if he does miss 10 weeks, if, if we live in the, the most dramatic part of that time frame, he would miss the first five games of the season for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Michael Gallup is expected to uh, miss the very beginning of the season. We don't know exactly how long that's going to go, but if they do keep him on the pup list, then he would have to miss at least the first four games of the season. So while the Cowboys do have CeeDee Lamb, who had an amazing practice on Monday, CeeDee went to the right school in Oklahoma, obviously. Um, they kind of have nobody else right now. Uh, it's a good thing they didn't trade away a, a really good wide receiver this offseason. Um, the Cowboys are kind of up a creek right now, a wide receiver, Tony, and uh, people are starting to freak out just a little bit. First of all, when I hear James Washington, I think about my you know, my defensive back. That's right. Back in the, in the back end. And then uh, you refer to the wrong school. I just re I refer to it as Diet Oklahoma. Uh, but, wow. but anyway, uh, this is more – this now. Yeah, well, I thought maybe I'd just kind of – You know what? Well, we we both hate schools you, in, in our state that, that feature it like orange and white. It is early in the morning, though. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> – yeah, but go ahead. You're right. It's amazing. Yeah. But, uh, you know, this injury is a little – is more symbolic. It's ironic, as you mentioned. It was a first free agent signing, and uh, everyone's like, so what are we going to do? We're going to go out and sign someone and get someone that we're going to – that's going to be hopefully impactful. And, 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 and again, it's it, – you mentioned Jerry Jones – it's called the Jones injury. I, I don't, I, I saw that. I don't know what that means, but it's the same fracture that uh, the Marcus Lawrence had last year. Marcus Lawrence was out, what, 10 weeks. Uh, That's right. So it's, it, it, it's similar to that injury, but now you look at the depth and he was hopefully that you'd sign someone like James of Washington, a very serviceable, serviceable guy. You look at what he did and, in Pittsburgh, uh, nothing spectacular, but nevertheless enough to to be able to diversify their offense mm -hmm. and not put all the pressure on one guy. And then now you're looking at you're looking at a rookie. You're looking at guys that have little or no experience. And now you're just kind of searching yourself and wondering if you should go out and sign a, a veteran wide receiver or just want to let this ride out. But yeah, I think this is very symbolic considering it's happened so early and the significance of it, RJ. Ten you, weeks, six to ten weeks, that's that's a long time. You mentioned uh, it's the same injury that DeMarcus Lawrence dealt with last year. It's also the same injury that a different Oklahoma State Cowboy, Des Bryant, suffered um, in week one of the 2015 season. And he came back a little bit more quickly. Um, and, and and some of this was just the circumstances, but De I mean, I, look, I love Des. I'm, I'm not like, you know, I think, I think everybody would agree with this. Unfortunately, he was never really the same. Des was still a great player in 2016, the early part of 2017. Uh, but, but he never, I mean, he never regained that 2012 to 2014 form. Um, I don't know that the Jones fracture, uh, you know, was the, the biggest contributing factor to that, but, 
Um, you know, the, the point is, you know, we, we've seen that happen a few different times. It's a somewhat common injury in that sense. Um, and I, you know, I, 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 in writing about this and talking about this ever since this happened, um, something I've said different versions of is you, you could have made a very strong case, Tony, that wide receiver was a need for the Cowboys before they even touched down in Oxnard. But before they even got there, it was it was already a big need. That's why in the draft we talked about Traylon Burks and Chris Olave. And like if, if those players had fallen, obviously, um, that, that's why we advocated for not trading Amari Cooper. That's why we've advocated for the Cowboys exploring in free agency. I'm not bent out of shape that Julio Jones is off the market or, or something like that. But um, th- this kind of serves to to the I, I've I've thought that the Cowboys built this roster in the way that if everything went according to plan, right? If if everything's perfect, if everything goes exactly the way they wanted to, then things are going to go great. But this is this doesn't happen in, in the NFL. It's a battle of attrition. Weird stuff happens. Injuries happen. You know who? You know we live in a COVID world. Actually, you know yesterday on Monday, Kyler Murray tests positive. Pete Carroll tests positive. You just never know what's going to wipe you out. The Cowboys dealt with injuries and COVID issues last year at the receiver position, and so. They went about it in a very strange way, um, and and it's unfortunate that James Washington is injured now. But but now they have to adjust. Like I I don't see how they they cannot go out and add somebody. I think that would be reckless and irresponsible, especially when you consider this is a team that is supposedly trying to challenge this year. Um, but I mean, cool, C.D. Lamb, we we agree, superstar, right? But I, like, who do you like, who do you trust? Like, I mean, T.J. Vasher had had a great catch and is coming along, cool. Noah Brown is having a nice camp so far. Simi Fahoko, okay. Um, Jalen Tolbert is a rookie. I mean, you know, I don't think it's fair to expect a lot from him, but obviously he does have a lot of talent. But that is that is really counting on a lot of things to go your way. Um, and, and so I, I would be stunned if they if they don't go out and add a veteran. They just it feels like they have to with twenty two million dollars in salary cap space. And I think you're right, but I think Jalen Tolbert, I think that he's maybe a guy that they want to try to not bring on too fast, but all of a sudden, you know, hopefully this guy develops and is able to contribute a rookie season. We, we've seen it before. Um, but I, I, I think that the it, when you look at these injuries, and I think it's very hard to – on that play, it was a – the ball looked like he was trying – it was a little underthrown. And he was trying to come back and make a great catch. Mm-hmm. And it's great. I think it was Trayvon was a, Trayvon Diggs was a defendant in my think on the play. Right. Um, so he was trying to make a catch, and, th- and that's the worst thing, RJ, that I've always the, that I've witnessed is that it's very difficult to 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 see a player go down in training camp in the preseason before you even get to the regular season. But that's part of the business, and for a wide receiver who uses the way he cuts and lands and some of the catches they try to make. I mean, what are you going to say? Oh, if the ball's under throw, don't try to catch it. No, you don't want to do that because there's going to be a lot of those plays during when, when it's real live ammunition playing in a preseason or obviously regular season go, game. That's very important. You got to get used to making those catches. So, you know, it was a freak accident, uh, injury, if you will. Um, but I think that, I'm I'm little I don't want to overreact right now because I think there is there is some time here and I just think that with C.D. Lamb being the featured guy all of a sudden it kind of switched gears it switched emphasis because now if this is you're looking at the receivers you got going into the regular season if you start today we know the depth of the wide receivers if you don't go out and, and sign a free a free agent uh, a veteran guy 
And I think for C.D. Lamb, maybe that may change his ability to develop and being the guy or sure. the slot guy and just, you know, so diversify the offense where you just don't pick on one dude. And, you know, I think this is a lot you know, coming out of my mouth, but then you start thinking about, okay, are they going to, are they going to, are they going to have to start focusing on running the football? Because if you sit there and Dude. you're able to, and look, this is maybe overreaction Tuesday for me on the seven five Oh, but, you're sitting in the season's a ways away. I mean, it is, but it's not, okay? But I think that that's the thing that you start talking about. And it's all these – when you wake up sometimes, you have these negative thoughts, and you just, like, got to you know, work your way out of it. I think these are the things, the precautionary things that they're thinking about. And I know the fans are, like, saying, oh, shit, or oh, crap, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's a podcast. It's not live radio. We'll be fine. Um, I agree with you. Like, exactly. And- I think I think people are saying that. Look, I love Zeke Elliott. I love Tony Pollard, but the answer to me is not to run the ball. Like, I mean, and I know, and I know you're not saying that, but like, I would hate that. I would hate that so much. If, if by the, the Cow- way, I did you see Micah Parsons catch him at the end? Oh, I don't know if Tony Pollard. I yeah. say run all the way to run, run to the back of the end zone instead right. of running a hundred yards, running one ten, but. You see the closing speed, but anyway, that's no. Is that, you're right. Uh, is that anything that you don't expect from that dude? Just, just so everyone knows, uh, I think it was Mike Leslie of WFAA uh, tweeted out a video, and, and Tony Paul just kind of snuck out to the sideline and was kind of just you know running home. And, and you're right, Micah just closed that gap. I mean, it was you know Daryl Green vibes, you know le- level speed. Um, so you just know. thinking, there's no way anybody's going to catch me, especially number yeah. eleven. Uh, no. he's wrong but he's that's pretty impressive that's that's right. that's fun that's fun twitter twitter content right there to hash, right. hash around but um if the, if i would hate so much if the cowboys looked at the james washington injury and said you know what we need to do then we just got to run the ball more you know what i mean we just we just got to pound feed zeke that would be so stupid i would hate that so much um they have oh, to, yeah. they, they have to add somebody and you're right you you have like you can't it's so unfair to cd to say just just go save us. Just just go be this one superstar. Just just go just go God mode. Go go super saiyan. Like he's he's obviously capable of it, but why not help him? You know what? Like why why you know, and so that's and and again, I don't I don't want to like slight James Washington. I feel for him, but like adding James Washington was not helping him. Like he, that's what I'm saying. They needed help before this injury happened. So this has only kind of exacerbated the issue. Um and you're right. I think you limit CD's potential if, if you don't have anybody out there to help him. And, and yes, Michael Gallup will come back and, and James Washington will come back. But I think an important thing to note, Tony, you know, it, it was you know said obviously in, in the immediate aftermath of the Washington injuries is, is he's not going to have any time to, to build any rapport with Dak Prescott. And I'm not saying that, that they're like total strangers or anything like that. But, you know, like like my, when Michael Gallup comes back, like, yeah, it sucks that he's he's not out there at camp and things like that. But I mean, he's, he has a, his entire career. He's played with Dak Prescott. You know, he has a, a history and a rapport with him. James Washington's a new dude. You know what I mean? He's, he's never been in this offense. He's never played with Dak Prescott. And so he's just supposed to show up week four, week five, whatever, and, and not miss a beat. That's that's a hard thing to do. I mean, you you know that better than I do. Um, and so that's one of these things. Um, I just. Again, I, I I don't know how this isn't a huge wake-up call for them. And, and I actually thought that they already got a huge wake-up call before this because Matt Willetsko got injured. You know, another thing I've been screaming about, and I'm sorry to just be negative, but these are, are big talking points right now with the Cowboys. The, the, the Cowboys employ Tyron Smith, who's amazing. We both love Tyron. Awesome. Just a, a freak of a, of a athlete. Amazing in, in every single way. 
Uh, but he doesn't stay healthy, right? Like that's he hasn't stayed healthy for six years in a row. So you have to have a swing tackle who you can trust. The Cowboys' plan for that Tony was Josh Ball, who's ne- really never played in the NFL, and rookie Matt Willetsko. Matt Willetsko gets hurt. So now, now what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like there, there's you don't have contingency plans, and and that's starting to get exposed. And you're only five practices in at this point. And so what what's it going to look like in week ten? You know what's it going to look like in, in in around Thanksgiving or whatever? And so I don't I don't think they're prepared for that. Um, and, and so I, I hope this, I hope this shakes them a little bit. I hope they say, you know what, we got $22 million in salary cap space. Let's, let's go spend it. You know what I mean? Cause, cause if you don't, you're, you're really putting your team behind the eight ball. But you got to take and consider who's out there. I know Walesco is a bigger than the mountain. And we talked about when they drafted him and the depth of the, the offensive tackle position, uh, that's a going to be a concern. And this guy is a rookie. So. Uh, you'd hope that he would come along a little faster and the expectation, the ceiling would be a lot higher with him and maybe he could meet some of those expectations. But, I, I, it, it, RJ, I just sometimes don't understand these injuries that they have and not that they're not hitting like we did back in the day. <laughs> Being a little facetious there. Uh, but you have all these injuries, and I know they had the first day of pads and everything, and there were some good things that happened and you know they're moving into the – you know, more of the transitional part of training camp. and But I, I just, you know, it's great to say, look, we have money in our pocket to spend, but who's out there that's really going to make a, help us right now? And look, I think at the wide receiver, it may be a little different. I know we there's been some names we've thrown out there, like Cole Beasley, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, was it Will Fuller from the, you know, from the yeah. Texans? So, so there's a lot of guys out there. And if I'm if if I'm looking at a position, I think especially at the wide receiver, I need someone that has has some experience. Right, it's a good route runner, not a you know maybe a guy maybe like James Washington, but it's kind of hard to find these guys right now that are just sitting out there that that you can bring them in. And now I don't know what you know, how much money you're spending, but I think now you're just looking for you're looking for your targets. You're looking for a guy that you think and maybe catch 30, 40. 45 balls, maybe right. 40 balls at that position because CD is going to get all the all the balls thrown at targets. But someone to offset a position, offset you know the coverage and just really for the defense to really think about. Not necessarily not a decoy, but when he does go to him, and and you mentioned it too, Dak being able to have some continuity. You know, James Washington has been with the you know the Cowboys during their OTAs right. and obviously well, he was so hurt during the OTAs too. There. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. So, I, so uh, well, uh, you know, strike that. Uh, but no, I mean, I like I, he, that, they're they're not strangers. Like uh, uh, to your point, like right, like he's been around. They, got, been they the have they have, in, right. they have NFL experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and that's to me, that's the thing that you have to look at. Sure, and, and really evaluate what you want to do. So I wrote um, about five names and, and, you know, right now we're just throwing crap against the wall, right? Seeing, you know, let's just, let's just talk about these names. Uh, You mentioned three of them. Um, Will Fuller, I think is the, is the one that makes the most sense. I think he kind of fits what you've lost in James Washington. He's these, he's this deep threat, um, you know, still somewhat young, but has NFL experience to your point. Um, Not super reliable in the health department, but, you don't need that right now, right? Like you, you just need somebody to get you to to October. That's kind of you know the way you got to look at this right now. Will Fuller kind of checks that box. Um, Cole Beasley, the the reason so 
I threw this name, a lot of people threw this name out, but the, the reason it makes sense to me, because the first thing everybody says, Tony, I'm sure you're aware is, well, he doesn't want to get vaccinated. The Cowboys traded Amari because he wouldn't get vaccinated, blah, blah, blah. We're not here to have a political discussion, but I, I get that that's a, a factor here. But but if we're talking about just the football, to your point, you got to get somebody who's reliable, somebody who's going to be able to play for you, somebody who has NFL experience. And we're sitting here talking about rapport and chemistry as far as James Washington and Dak Prescott are concerned. Nobody else ha has a, a prior history with Dak Prescott the way that Cole Beasley does. So if we're talking about just the football players, I think he's the he's the best Band-Aid because that's what you need. You need a Band-Aid. But I get it if you don't think that happens because of the vaccination stuff. If you don't want to do Cole Beasley, go to his teammate last year, Emmanuel Sanders, who also went to SMU. Emmanuel Sanders is a proven NFL veteran. He's been there. He's done that. He's very reliable from a health standpoint. He's still been somewhat productive, um, and he's kind of – I hate to say he's ring chasing because he's won a Super Bowl, but two years ago joined the Saints, last year joined the Bills. Like he's clearly looking for great quarterbacks and great situations where, where he can be a part of some success and just kind of add to his career resume. So fine, do do Emmanuel Sanders if you want. Um, you mentioned Odell Beckham Jr. I think this is just important to flesh out because he tore his ACL in the Super Bowl, which happened. Yeah, after... he's coming off an injury. Right. right. And so yeah. he's technically further back than Michael Gallup. Not technically. He's literally further back than Michael Gallup as far as that time frame is concerned. So we're sitting here and, and we're, you know, we're assessing this. Right. And so the the blowback I've gotten or the comments I've seen have been like, how can you throw out Odo Beckham? You know, when when that doesn't fix this problem, I agree that that does not fix this problem. But, what you know, to go back to my earlier point. The Cowboys did not have uh, they did not go about this in the right way. Right. They went about the wide receiver position as a whole in the wrong way before they ever got to training camp. And so if you're going to sign Odell Beckham Jr., I think that would be great because you would have Odell and Michael Gallup waiting in the wings to return to you whenever that ultimately winds up being. But you still have to get somebody now. So I'm, I'm hopeful that their disposition towards the, the receiver group as a whole has changed. And maybe that's where Odell is a factor. But you, you can't sign Odell and, and expect that to fix this problem right now. I get that. Um, that that you know, I'm trying to have my cake and eat it, too. Um, I don't know. I mean, of, of the of the short term fixes, I mean, Will Fuller, Emmanuel Sanders, Colby's. Oh, T.Y. Hilton is the other one everybody's throwing out. Um, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm just not a fan of that. I mean, personally, but um, I mean, whatever. Um, could you see Cole? Could you see that happening? Or do you think there's just too much there with not just the political stuff, but I mean, he, he had some words to say about the team, you know, the ownership and coaching and things like that. When he left, do you think that there's too much water under that bridge that or no water under the bridge? I mean, it was over. Do you think there's too much drama there? I guess. <laughs> I, I don't think so. I think every, every foot player over, they have some type of reaction and they say things It's more of an impulsive and, the, they get their, we get our butts hurt whenever you know, we decided to move on. And, you know, I, I don't think that that, I don't think it's anything personal. I think of all the three, the, my short list would be, and I think maybe because of Cole Beasley familiarity with, with sure. Dak and in the franchise, but I, I go with, I think I like the Cole Beasley, uh, you know, Fuller and then um, T.Y. Hilton, that would be my three that if you bring someone in. But I think that – I think Cole, he, he does enough for you with what he does and really just kind of draws attention off uh, the featured wide receiver. Right. And I don't know about the vaccination. I, I think that when 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 Jerry spoke in training camp at his stadium speech, that's one thing he talked about was Amari Cooper. And I think he said it was just more of the production 
but it was more not being available. And I don't know if that was because he wasn't vaccinated yet, or maybe, well, I don't think he was vaccinated, but he was, right. uh, he wasn't available because he tested positive. I don't know if that comes into play. Uh, I, I think that, I think all it's all about, can we live with what we have right now? Is this going to feel, are we going to be able to sleep at night and thinking, okay, if this is what we have to open up against Tampa Bay, then there's going to be some concern if these mm -hmm. guys don't develop enough. And I think that's the hardest thing, too, is because when you get younger players now, RJ, there's only three preseason games. There's right. only going to be one game in which you get the starters in, and then you're starting the regular season. So you've got 17 games, but then you maybe when a, you, especially younger kids, younger guys, is that you need a you need a gap in there to be able to develop, and maybe they can develop enough in 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 training camp and OTAs and be able to understand the offense. Maybe that's enough. These guys have been around each other a long time, considering they're young. You talk, you, we talk about Jalen Tolbert, and mm -hmm. even his younger guys, they haven't been around, but it's given enough of time to understand the offense and understand what. Dak's going to do and everything else, but it doesn't simulate live ammunition when you get ready to play in the regular season. So to me, that would be my concern at night thinking, okay, is this what we're going to be able to, if this is the worst, worst case scenario, is this what we're going to go open up against Tampa Bay? I just, I don't think I can't, I mean, obviously James Washington's not going to be there. Obviously Michael Gobb's not going to be there. You, you can't do it. You know, you cannot take this group yeah. because you look at, I mean, the, the Bucks, the, the Bucks have, you know, if we're just comparing the Cowboys to the Bucks here, um, Chris Godwin is is not on the pup list. So he's seemingly ahead mm -hmm. of Michael Gallup in his recovery. They have Mike Evans. They have Scotty Miller. They have Russell Gage. So like they already have. And then, you know, they've added, right. They, they've added Julio Jones. And I know Julio's not the player he, he was, but they still, I, I mean, people, a lot of Cowboys fans are jealous of that, right? Like, hey, just add more. You, you can never have enough because, again, weird crap will happen. Um, and so these are kind of the polar opposite sort of ideas and philosophies going up against one another. So it would be ironic if the Cowboys really did add nobody between now and then. Um, and and maybe the, I, I would again, I would be personally stunned if they didn't add somebody. But I would I would not be stunned if they added somebody who was not one of the players we just discussed. Right. If, if it's some lower level free agent or, or some, you know, some undrafted free agent or, or somebody who gets cut by a different team, whatever that that would honestly, if I'm trying to predict something, um, that's what what I could see the most. Unfortunately, um, I did want to say one last thing on Cole Beasley. Because I do think it's important. Obviously, he's primarily a slot receiver, uh, which isn't necessarily the case for everybody else. And that's part of where C.D. Lamb has a lot of success. So I, I get that if you don't want to bring in Cole because you don't want to hinder, you know, how you use C.D. Like the, the idea needs to be you got to get somebody who can help you out. And Cole can, but in a certain way, obviously. But um, I don't know. I mean, there it will be very interesting to see. I feel like they have to add somebody soon. Uh, so maybe it'll happen in the next couple of days. Obviously, they have the money to spend. Uh, so now it's just a matter of time on whether or not they do it. I did want to ask you one last thing, Tony, before we left. I made the joke uh, about the Jerry sniveling comment, which uh, was really not not a good look for Jerry. Obviously, that's been talked a lot about already. Um, the interview that he did with Newey Scruggs um, on Sunday. But um, Tim Kalashaw wrote about this idea in the Dallas Morning News this week. I don't know if you've seen this or not. Um, but this one line from, from Tim's write-up I thought was uh, really sad. Uh, I don't have another word for it. It's just, it was really sad. Um, 
So, uh, and again, I don't know, maybe you read it in your paper, Dallas Morning News, with your coffee, uh, you know, out by the pool, you know, with your, your feet in the water Stop and everything. It. Stop <laughs> but anyway, it. Stop uh, so, it, RJ. So I'm just going to read from, from the write-up here again in the Dallas Morning News. I don't have anything to say about the Ring of Honor. Johnson told me early Monday afternoon. When I read the sniveling quote to him, he paused ever so briefly and said, I have nothing to say about the Cowboys. Don't even tell people you called me. So um, Tim ignored that. <laughs> <laughs> and wrote about it but um that's just really sad i i, I mean and i'm you know we we can't say anything that hasn't been said already about this but that just that bums i, I mean it bums me out so i feel like it has to bum you out that the jimmy's at a point with all this where he's like dude don't even talk to me about the cowboys like that just it's really sad i i think he's being down with it and i think he just realizes that jerry hasn't really changed you know since they broke up uh, I think maybe there's been some things said by probably uh, Jimmy that really may have hurt a little deeper than we think, Jerry Jones. And I and I said this yesterday. I, I, I thought, you know, I think we, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago on one of our, on a, one of our episodes, is that I felt pretty good that maybe 85%, 80% that Jimmy would get in this year, mm-hmm. but not anymore. I, I think it's probably 50-50. And I don't know what's happened. And maybe all of a sudden, you know, Jerry likes to throw everyone a curveball and he'll say these things. But, and I get it. And to really kind of put it back on, okay, well, I got a lot of other guys that really I need to consider. That's yeah, so we lame. understand that. Yeah. Here. It is. Like, like Newey referred to, it's really petty when you think about that. Because without Jimmy Johnson, without Jerry Jones, without both of these guys, they wouldn't Jerry wouldn't be where he is today and in, 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 in the football business. Uh, I mean, he wouldn't have won the three Super Bowls in the 90s. Sure. So what's what's and so that's the whole factor here. The legacy of Jerry Jones, how was that built? Well, we know it was built off the brand and his brilliance being a, a, a marketeer and being able to do that. But without the the caveat to that is Jimmy Johnson. And I'm not just saying that because. You know, I, I, I've lived it and I played it. Sure. Maybe I am saying that. I think it's what everybody is saying, what everybody's echoing. And I, I really think that as a ding ding goes off in my background, I don't know if you can pick that up, but because uh, that's what happens when I actually make a good point. No, I'm just kidding. But anyway, uh, very seldom. Uh, but it, it, it just comes down to the acknowledgement. And I just don't think that Jerry, for some reason, doesn't want to acknowledge, and correct me if I'm wrong, that Jimmy was one of the main reasons how this whole thing and having the yeah look I, I get it you know there's there's but it's just been so long it's been thirty almost thirty years RJ and there hasn't been so like, just just do it I think all the other players that we talked about the guys like Ed Tutal Jones yeah uh, Everson Walls. Uh, Harvey Charlie Martin, Waters, Travis, Harvey Travis. Martin, right? I, yeah, I think I think they understand that, but don't use that as a crutch for exactly. an excuse why you have another agenda why J- Jimmy is not in the ring of honor. I one thousand percent agree with you. I mean, and uh, you're obviously inherently biased because you play. You know, you guys want Super Bowls together. Like, how could you not be biased? I'm you know what I mean? Not, but but I'm not even. I'm not even. I'm not even no, biased. No, I RJ, agree with you. It just makes sense. I do. I'm saying, anyone like anyone that's that's been that this was a fan, 
Yep. Even if I played him or not, I mean, I, I, it was great to play for him and the experience. But even anyone, they acknowledge it. It's like acknowledging Tom Landry. Tom mm-hmm. Landry was – look at what he did for this franchise. Tex Schramm. Those guys without – not even batting an eye. You had those guys belong up on those, you know, totally in the bellows of the, of, the, of, the, of, the, of the stadium and where they're remembered for everlasting, Okay. This is not even a debate, just for former players. This is a debate with everyone that's familiar with the Dallas Cowboys history of the franchise. I agree with you totally. I don't I don't think you could find a single person, whether they played for Jimmy or not, who who agrees with this. There's there's nothing there's nobody who who's like, oh hell yeah, Jerry, you keep him out. You know what I mean? It's dumb. And and it's it's petty. And you know what? Shout out to Nui for 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 holding Jerry's feet to the fire and holding his own word against him. That's that's not an easy thing to do. Obviously, Jerry's a a powerful person. Um, so so shout out. I mean, this this Friday will mark the one year anniversary of Jerry's moment at the Hall of Fame. And that's that like that's where I think people have have like so a year ago today, Jerry had not that you and I recorded. Jerry had not said that yet, right? And people were still pissed off. People still felt like put Jimmy in the Ring of Honor, or whatever. But it's like, dude, you you did this. Like he created this mess. You know what I mean? Like he, he's the one who said, "I'm gonna put him in." He's the one who used Jimmy's moment for all that goodwill. And now now he's like pissed off that people are are holding him to that. You know, he's like, "How? You know, this is my Ring of Honor. It is. It is your." And I loved what Nui said to him. I love that Nui said, "It's your franchise. You have every right to make the decision that you want to make." But it is petty. It's our right to to assess it that way. And and so I. I would not enjoy this, obviously, but I would res- I would respect Jerry more or at least have less disrespect, however you want to put that, if he, A, you know, came out and said, you know what, I just don't want to do it. That, again, that would be really lame and shallow and petty, but at least you're, you're call a spade a spade. You know what I mean? Like, like be straight up with people. Like, quit hiding, to your point, behind this, like, oh, well, you know, I, we, we've got all these players out here. So my second point is, then put the players in. You know what I mean? Like, if you really have players who you want to put them in, then why aren't you doing that? You know, like, like if, if you want to put put in Everson Walls or Charlie Waters or Harvey Martin or Tutal Jones or, or whoever, I mean, there's a lot of cases to be made, but put them in then. Why are you, you know, like, you're, he's just the same way he, he you know, his legacy is built on, on Jimmy, to your point. He's hiding behind these other legacies. It's just, it, I, I really think that, and I'm sure you would have experienced this much more than most people. Jerry has been able to charm his way through a lot of things in life as the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. And I think he's trying to use those same tricks, but, but nobody falls for them anymore, but because of time and experience and access to information, Nope, nobody has forgotten what he said to Jimmy last year. And I think he's trying to make people forget that just because he wants them to. And that's just, that's not, that's not how the world works. Let me ask you this before we get out of here. If you're Jerry Jones and something unforeseen, unexpectedly happens to Jimmy Johnson, and which you, but that you know that's that's when you get in, in life as you get older, Jimmy, you know, Jimmy just turned what seventy eight, and he, who knows? Anything can happen to any one of us. Doesn't matter age or whatever. But my point is, if something's ha- ever happened to Jimmy and Jerry. How regretful do you think he would be if he did not put him there? I mean, would it even be that? Would even would it be that important? That's my point. We say this all: don't ever regret something. Don't ever I, make uh, that decision based on your emotion. And we do it all the time. Sure, but it just makes so sense that that he should be in. But regret, regrettably, you don't want to 
put him in one of the most uh, you know uh, you know honorable things you right. can do as a player franchise. And my last point is like, what if you if you're worried about deflect some of Jim, Jimmy Johnson getting into? Put all the players in. Put all the three guys that we yep. mentioned. Put four guys in the ring of honor. Put ten. It's yeah. been what? How many years since he put? Yeah, that's what the, we the, the last player that. was was Woody ahead. in 2015. Yeah. Okay, 2015. That's been what's going on seven years. I mean, that's crazy. Th- think it. You know, Gil Brandt went in in 2018. Think about how long Gil, Gil Brandt and uh, everything he did yeah. for the Cowboys. It took yeah. until 2018 for him to go into the Ring of Honor. Um, and, and so you know, that's I mean, that's just it is what it is. But to but, answer, your, but you remember ahead. he went he went into he went into the Hall of Fame before he went into right. the Ring of Honor, correct? Well, it was all like, part of it was all like at once. Yeah, it was all part of the same like kind of ride. Well, but, yeah. I, but but well, Jimmy Jimmy won the Hall of Fame what two years ago? Yeah, that's Last that's year? what I'm saying. There's yeah, no officially, officially no, unofficially two years ago, but it is yeah exactly. This doesn't make sense, man. There, there's no data or evidence that that can be used to support Jerry's evidence, like Jerry's claim. All there is is I don't want to do it, and and you and that's what I'm saying. Then just say that. You know what I mean? Because people can at least like just be honest be truthful and to your point the the hypothetical if you know god forbid anything were to happen i don't i don't i don't know that he would regret it and i hate that i hate that i don't know because I, I would hope any human would regret it you know what i mean like um you you shared something on instagram over the weekend about calling your parents right like if you have an opportunity if you can yeah. i mean like enjoy enjoy your life enjoy your loved ones while you can like time is precious like we you know you just you never know i know that's like a platitude that people say a lot and and i think be like jimmy deserves it. i don't i don't want to say that anybody's you know emotions are more important than jimmy's but you know who else deserves it tony casillas troy aikman emmett smith like you all deserve the no like i'm serious like cowboys fans everywhere like you know, Cowboys fans who watched y'all and I is my dad. You know, like people like Jimmy is so special to so many people for so many different reasons. Obviously, like y'all played for him and things like that. But like that would like every Cowboys fan deserves that moment to see Jimmy's name, to be able to go to AT&T Stadium and to see Jimmy's name hang with the greats that have been a part of this team and this organization. And so you're not just robbing Jimmy. Again, he's the most important person, obviously, but you're robbing everybody else of that you know, that emotion, like you're, you're robbing all the moments of would be, you know, parents and children going to AT&T Stadium, going to a Cowboys game, talking about the ring of honor. Oh yeah. When I was your age, I watched, I watched Jimmy cuss out Tony Casillas because Barry Sanders ran around him, you know, whatever, <laughs> like that, that you're, you know, that's such a, a, a families love football together. And so you're depriving wow, people. Of you, that. Just had, you just had, you, you just had, you just had to slip that in, bro. I mean, and you know, I was, I was feeling very sympathetic. And I was just <laughs> feeling like, wow, RJ is really being getting deep this morning, man. Just, been, uh, look, well, I, I owe you from all the Kawhi stuff. All right. We're, I'm still catching up from all the Kawhi comments over the years. Um, that's but, true. Um, that's true. But I, and that, that's, it's just sad. It's, it's sad that, by by doing this by saying things like this by being petty like that like it just creates a dark cloud over the situation which is unfortunate that everybody has to live that way and again you know my last point on this is like if you if you don't want to do it fine i mean we all disagree with you but fine it's your choice it's your decision but you don't have to to go low on it you don't have to say jimmy sniveling and things like that like it it those things only exist to make jerry look bad and he seemingly doesn't care which is very interesting Boy, I, I, you, you look at some of the things that uh, I, I call them uh, Jerry's bloopers. But I mean, you look at what he said during 
you know, he made the reference on the about the little person uh, to in the reference to Larry Waste Placewell, and then he throws that out there about Jimmy Johnson. There's always something. There's always something. There's always a sound bite that we can talk about. And, and you would but, hey, just more, impor- that- more importantly, let's go find some damn healthy wide receivers. <laughs> They're going to make an impact on this offense. Let's, there you let's go. get back to the football business. Exactly. Um, you said it all, Tony. Um, shout out to Barry Sanders, uh, who was mentioned in this episode. I don't even know why Barry Sanders came up. Another Oklahoma I State Cowboy. I, that's that's why Barry came I, I up because he went to Oklahoma State. You're, it was the James Washington stuff. So, yeah. You're killing me, man. You're did you? Me. I can't even sit. I can't even sit down in my chair now. You're killing me so much. Did you hate Oklahoma State at that time, like with the Barry Sanders, Thurman Thomas days? Like, did you just hate them so much? No. You know why? Because y'all destroyed them. We, yeah, and and in, uh, in, when we got Thurman, I think it was we didn't get Barry. I think Thurman, Thurman and Barry was on an icy day where you couldn't even get any traction. So that was in a, it was a mute point. Right. But look, hey man, everyone like yourself are always I'll always be remembered for that dumbass. But there was a lot of dumbasses that played against. Uh, I mean, Barry Sanders. But me, I'm the one. That gets, <laughs> You know, isolated, whited out, and like, look at this dumb, this dumb football player. And I'm like, he's gonna buy me. But hey, I'm good with it, man. If you're gonna like come in the mail, I'm good with it, brother. If you're gonna get like, you know, (laughs) run around by any person in NFL history, that's the one. Um, so you pick the best one, I think. Um, you know, but well, you know who? Every it's a domino effect, Tony. Barry Sanders is to you as you are to Steve Young. Some somebody tells Steve Young all the time, man, watch out, Tony Casillas is coming around the corner. You know what I mean? And he's like, dude, hey, what the hell? You know, so uh you live rent free in Steve Young's head. That's what matters the most. Uh most sacks ever in an NFC championship game by a Dallas Cowboy. Tony Casillas, look at that. Uh, look and at that's that. hey, look, dude, I should get something for that, right? Exactly. Jerry, what, what, hey, come on, man. Uh well, you know, I'm sure he's got something. Uh they got $22 million in salary cap space. Let's throw some at TC. Um, Tony, um, you did it all. You said it all. Um, give us something that you promised to eat between now and the next episode of the seven five Uh, almonds. You know what I've been on lately? Uh, um, uh, are you an almond, uh, are you an almond milk sec- person? Do you drink almond milk? No, hell no. Oh, dude. I've been drinking some, some dark chocolate almond milk lately. It's pretty good. I'm not going to mm. lie to you. It's pretty good. I can, I could, I could, I could see maybe in my coffee. A lot of people were on the almond milk, but I use I, I fat-free milk, skim milk. Well, Are you skim milk guy? No, that's disgusting. I don't want I don't want anything to do with skim milk. So, um, but um, okay, um, everybody, thanks for hanging out. But I know. Uh, I, 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 by the way, I saw your son. God, he's getting big. He is. Um, he's I'm eight months old, out. and yeah, and now Looks he's healthy. He's learned yeah. how to scream. Um, so that's just awesome. Um, because wow. he 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 can scream for whatever he wants. So the best uh, is yet to come, brother. Yeah, appreciate <laughs> it. Everybody have a good week. We'll see you next Tuesday. This was the 750.